What's going on, guys? This is Eric, and you're listening to The Brush Up, where I run you through the headlines of news, media, and sports. This is episode three. Welcome back to all those uh, three-time listeners before this. So here we go. We're going to get right into the good news. Uh, this is going to start off not sound like a good news story, but eventually you'll see that it is. So a woman apparently was in a car crash when she hit a patch of ice, and then her car slid until finally rolling over in a creek. She lost consciousness, but once she regained consciousness, she realized that water was rushing in and that she was trapped. But luckily, a coal miner was actually on his way home from working a night shift, and he pulled her out of the car within seconds of it bursting into flames. Apparently, under a minute later, the car burst into flames. And what's wild is that this miner, he left right after the ambulance arrived, so neither person, the woman or man, really exchanged information, their names or anything, so they didn't know each other. And this woman did want to thank this man because he did save her life. So the woman actually made a Facebook post thanking the man, and the post was shared over 900 times until finally reaching this man. And then they did have some uh, messaging exchanges back and forth where she thanked him personally. I think this is wild that this guy just took this initiative to go in and pull this woman out of the car. I think a lot of people would have probably called the authorities or 911 and said, hey, there's a car rolled over, we're going to need help, and then they would probably just monitor the situation and actually go in there. But this man taking the initiative actually ended up saving her life in this situation because if he would have waited for the authorities, this car definitely would have burst into flames and sadly she probably wouldn't be around. But luckily, given his motives, she is still around. So shouts out to that guy. But now going across the world for the next piece of good news, a Kenyan woman began using recycled plastics to make different paving stones. Apparently this woman is a materials engineer and there's a ton of plastic apparently in her area that's been recycled, but they don't know what to do with the recycled part or the recycled plastic once it's there. So she actually gets all this plastic for free to do whatever she wants with. And she turns them into these paving stones by heating up the plastic heating up the plastics, excuse me, and mis- mixing them with sands or different sand. I, it said sands. I know there's, I guess there's more one type of sand, but different sands. And then some variations can actually be stronger than concrete given the density of the plastic that was originally recycled. So she did start a company around this and they have successful, successfully recycled 20 metric tons of plastic waste since 2018. And the company... Uh, is looking to redesign their manufacturing process to triple their production here in the near future. So I think this is probably the best business model you can ever get. If you're getting your parts for free and then you can sell them for some sort of price, any price, that it doesn't get much better than that. All you have to pay for that is labor as the business owner. So this woman is doing a great thing. I hope her company grows. Getting rid of recycled plastic is a great thing to do especially if they are coming back stronger than concrete, if they can then have a way to lay it just as easily as concrete to make roads and stuff like that, that'll that'll be a huge launching point for this company. So I wish the best of luck to her, and we'll have to see where that goes. But the next piece of good news is that SpaceX announced their first ever space flight comprised of only civilians. Their target launch date is near the end of 2021, and the four-person crew admission are raising money for St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So that's what the whole point of it is. They're trying to raise money for St. Jude. Um, They're trying to bring in a new era of space flight and exploration, a stepping stone towards giving any any person, everyday person, uh, a chance to fly among the stars, basically. So the mission will launch from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, and it'll be a multi-day expedition, and it will uh, end with the spacecraft landing softly in the ocean near Florida. 
but how they're actually raising money is that they're setting aside two seats for St. Jude in an effort to raise money. So it sounds like the highest bidder gets, I think, one of the seats and then the other seat is going to the head of the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. But the pilot actually pledged $100 million to St. Jude in hopes of raising over a total of $200 million given this whole fundraiser. I think this is a awesome way to do it. Uh, it's a great idea by SpaceX because the people that will be able to pay for these tickets to go on this flight into space, at least in the beginning, are definitely be more uh, financially better off people. So I think they will be able to raise large amounts of money. We'll have to see if they eventually do it as a kind of like, I want to say a lot, not a lottery, but a like a bidding war to see whoever bids the most. Because I think a lot of people would want, like if I had the money, I definitely bid it to try to go to space. I think that'd be awesome to go out and fly for several days and then land back down. But said that SpaceX is going to put them through some sort of like uh, express civilian training. So it's like not total astronaut training, but something quicker, I guess. Uh, yeah, so hopefully that all works well and they raise as much money as possible for St. Jude. And hopefully they can continue giving out these flights like this to raise more and more money for maybe just St. Jude or other uh, charities given whatever SpaceX, SpaceX picks. And then the final piece of good news is that a Chicago man saw a woman freezing while working at her vendor station. <clears throat> and the man, oh, excuse me. The man bought out the daily supply from the stand of tamales. <laughs> so he bought nearly 10 dozen tamales in total. And what he actually did with these tamales, he went to the Chicago homeless population and gave them out. Uh, and after this first day of doing this, he really felt the motivation to continue. So he made a Facebook post looking for more tamale vendors uh, in the area, and he went around buying out all of them in the coming days. So I think this is pretty cool, especially with what's going on right now with the temperatures being so cold. Like I said, this is a very recent uh, occurrence here. So rather than making these people stand out all day as a tamale vendor, he's just going and buying them uh, the whole day's worth of tamales that they have there and then giving them out to the homeless population. And this isn't like the first kind-hearted thing this man has done in the past. He's given out meals for uh, at Thanksgiving for underprivileged families. Apparently, he is a restaurant owner, so he's been doing a lot to give back to the community and people that aren't as fortunate as him. So I think this is great. Uh, shout out to this man for doing all the great things that he is. And <laughs> shout out to all those people that made those tamales. Now moving on to the U.S. and world news. First thing, Trump impeachment is in its third day of progression in the Senate. Apparently more is being discussed as new footage was released of the Capitol riot. You can see it all on TV or on an internet live stream. The new images are uh, apparently just crazy. They're rioters getting super close to government officials. And apparently the more videos they show us, the more that's going down, uh, that they're finding out that went down within the Capitol. And most of the talk that's going on right now, if you're not too up on the Trump impeachment, is that he insinuated these riots to happen. He told his people to like storm the Capitol, things like that. Um, so we we'll have to see where that ends up. But yeah, the impeachments for uh, the riots being Trump's fault. I don't want to talk a ton about politics in this podcast, but this is just all over the news right now. So I knew I had to throw it in here. But it sounds like on both sides, Republican and Democrat, more and more people are go like voting to impeach Trump, given everything that's happened at the Capitol and weeks prior. So yeah, that's going on and make sure to keep looking. Like I said, since third day, so it should be wrapping up here pretty soon. So keep a lookout to see what ended up happening. 
Uh, next piece of U.S. and world news, a Massachusetts mass vaccination facility was flooded with people when there was talk of excess vaccinations that would otherwise go to waste. So Curative was the company that was operating the site, said that they didn't want the vaccines to go to waste, so they told people who had registered for vaccines later in the week to come to the location on Wednesday so that they could give out these vaccinations, uh, these access vaccinations right away. And some people actually reported getting vaccinated that didn't have an appointment and weren't eligible due to state guidelines. So apparently these people were just showing up and getting vaccinated, like saying, hey, oh, I saw this post and I'm, I'm supposed to be vaccinated in the coming days. I heard you have access or excess. Sorry. Uh, can I please get vaccinated? Apparently they're letting people in. Uh, in Massachusetts, it's currently only supposed to be vaccinating people over the age of 75. But it sounds like a lot of other people are getting these vaccinations during this <clears throat> extra uh time of having <laughs> too many vaccines uh for a day uh so many people are mad that these people are getting vaccinated before them because they had an appointment or have an appointment in the future and they are within the current uh state guideline of needing the this dose of vaccination or in this stage of vaccination but on the other hand, the state issued guidance not to let vaccines go to waste so they could, so they told the distribution centers to give them out even if people were not within the current vaccination group. So it really sounds like it's kind of going both ways. I 100% agree with don't let any of the vaccines go to waste. I do understand why some people are getting angry that the system's kind of breaking down and anybody, it seems like anybody can just go in and get vaccinated. So, I mean, maybe there needs to be tighter... Uh, I don't want to say security, but maybe tighter bookkeeping, I guess, at these mass vaccination facilities. Uh, I don't know, but you wouldn't want to slow it down too much because they're trying to give out so many vaccinations a day or as many as possible, basically, to get everybody vaccinated. So it's really a double-edged sword, uh, but I guess each place just has to follow their state guidelines. So if their state guidelines are don't let the vaccines go to waste and give them out to anybody, I guess whoever's next in line after... Uh, the extra after like the mandatory amounts been given out that day and then the extras are sitting there i guess those are the people that go in uh next piece of news is from saudi arabia i saw this everywhere actually when i was looking around for uh different news sources this was on many different sites many different news platforms but a women a women's rights a women's rights activist was released from jail in saudi arabia uh i'm not going to try to pronounce her name I gave it a couple shots just before I even started recording. Not going to happen. Um, but she was held for a thousand days of detention. It was said that she was tortured, sexually harassed, and electrically shocked. Apparently, this is something that's not uncommon in Saudi Arabia with uh, rights activists. So it sounds like she was held in some pretty rough conditions. But once she got out, she instantly thanked President Biden and his administration for her release because she believes... That the administration's pressure on Saudi Arabia's human rights uh, really allowed her to be freed. So she's pushing for other countries to continue the pressure to really uh, break down kind of Saudi Arabia's rules and laws around uh, human rights. And I was looking up some examples then of kind of how strict was Saudi Arabia, like what are some examples? And one example I actually found is that women weren't able to drive until 2018. So it sounds like they're really fighting for basic stuff right now. It's not even like, I don't know, driving is not a big thing. I feel like that's something that they shouldn't have to fight for. So 
yeah, hopefully countries can continue this pressure on them, given what this lady said. And I don't know, maybe Saudi Arabia will kind of loosen up their, uh, their, I don't want to say guidelines, but their rules. Um, I don't know how much power the people have in Saudi Arabia because I know it's really owned by those wealthy people that live in Dubai. So we're going to have to see. Uh, last piece of U.S. and world news, though, is actually in a previous episode, I spoke about how the vaccine should be able to fight all mutations of the virus. Well, the World Health Organization released a statement that AstraZeneca's vaccine should still be administered in all countries with various strains of the virus, but preliminary tests show that the vaccine had reduced effectiveness against variants in Britain and South Africa. So it sounds like at least AstraZeneca's vaccine was not performing as well against these mutations as uh, we expected or as other uh, vaccines are. So what what ended up happening from this is South Africa actually stopped the distribution of the vaccine. They basically said, if this isn't going to combat what we have problems with here right now, why would we give it out? But apparently it is partially effective against their mutation. So uh, the World Health Organization still wants them to put it out. I mean, I see where South Africa is coming from. They need the one that's actually going to fully fight uh, the coronavirus in their area. But yeah, so there'll probably be many questions and concerns about the effectiveness of the vaccine in the coming future. But I think the way it sounded was that all vaccines should be at least somewhat effective on any level to all variants of the virus. But the World Health Organization did list the Pfizer uh, BioNTech vaccine as an emergency use listing. It seems like they're really pushing this one. It's the only vaccine to receive this notation from them. And it seems like this is the most effective model for the vaccine. Uh, looking more into the comparison between the AstraZeneca and the Pfizer vaccine, it seems that people went with the AstraZeneca in these other countries because they could be out of uh, freezing containment for longer, but and they didn't have to be frozen at such a cold temperature when they were in containment. But the Pfizer one did have to be super cold and like could barely be out of freezing for that much of it or a limited amount of time before being administered. But I mean, if it's the one that's doing the best job and is going to be the most effective, then this is the one we need to use for the vaccine and other companies need to start adapting for the vaccine. Um, so, I mean, still get vaccinated. It seems like no matter what you get, it's going to help in some regard, but uh Hopefully everybody can get the Pfizer one or other companies can start modeling theirs after the Pfizer one. So, yeah, now moving on to sports. Pretty obvious here. Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady received his seventh Super Bowl title. title. And this is two more than any other NFL player and one more than any NFL franchise. So, hands down, Tom Brady, best QB ever. I mean, like, if there was a debate, even for him being the greatest all time before, now it's just, now it is. Like, there's no question about it at this point. When you are more accomplished than any franchise and you're a single player, that's that's saying something. I mean, uh, you can, there's no argument. He is the best. Like, I was never much of a Tom Brady fan, but, I mean, I got to give props where props are due. And he... He's something different, man. But uh, 
Every time he's on the field, it seems like he breaks a record. I mean, it's probably just because he's been there for so long. So the longer he's there, the more records he's going to break. Um, so Gronk and Brady became the best duo in playoff history, having 14 connections for touchdowns in the playoffs. Uh, the 13th and 14th came in the Super Bowl. But something that was crazy is that the first connection was in the first quarter, and that was Tom Brady's first ever first quarter touchdown in a Super Bowl game. So through all his previous six Super Bowl games, Tom Brady never threw a touchdown in the first quarter. But now he now he did. So he's got that under his belt too. And Tom even said that he was coming back. So if he gets to eight, nine, ten, if you do ten, that'd be double digits. That'd be wild. A ring for each hand. But yeah, Tom Brady, best ever. Insane. But on the other side, the Chiefs. The Chiefs had their worst offensive performance in the Mahomes era. Mahomes was under fire all night, though. It seemed like he was always receiving pressure and having to get out of the pocket, had to make some wild throw. I saw some crazy memes about like, just the ways he was throwing, but it looked like he had to. He was really getting a lot of pressure in there. I mean, he took three sacks and threw two interceptions, but I mean, it's tough when you're dealing with that much pressure all game. And the Chiefs were actually held to a touchdownless game. And this is only Mahomes' second time in 56 games since becoming the QB that he was held to no touchdowns. So you can just see that, I mean, Tampa Bay was really doing on both sides of the ball. I mean, Tom was performing insane on offense. And then their defense just bottled up Mahomes and didn't let him do anything all night. And the Chiefs. In this defeat, they were still actually able to set a record. So the Chiefs did set a record for the most yards given on penalties in the first half of an NFL Super Bowl. They gave up 95 yards of penalties on eight flags. So hey, (laughs) if you ain't going to win the game, you still got to get a record for something. So why not break the penalty record, right? So they got that. Uh, but now moving into the NBA, NBA All-Star voting is continuing. Leading the front court in the West is LeBron, Nikola Dragic, uh, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Paul George. Leading the guards in the West, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic. If I mispronounce these names, that's my bad. I'm not the world's best at pronouncing names. Damian Lillard, Donovich, Donovan Mitchell, John Morant. Leading the front court in the East, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and leading the guards in the East, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Jalen Brown, and Zach Levine. In other NBA news, 13 teams will actually begin to hold games with some sort of limited attendance. Uh, numbers vary from 750 up to 4,000. So that's pretty good that a bunch of clubs are planning to be able to uh, have uh, limited in-person attendance. It sounds like... Uh, Every New York team's be able to do it. LA teams definitely were saying no, probably for the rest of the season. Um, I know California's been locked up probably the most during the whole COVID thing, so it doesn't sound like there's going to be much movement there. But a lot of the other teams did say that they were looking and working with local officials on finding a way to uh, safely reopen. So that number might go up from 13 uh, to something higher in the next month or so. But yeah, if you live in the area of some of these places that are going back to attendance, grab some tickets. I mean, they're going to be expensive, but I hope everybody can go catch a game this season that wants to. 
Uh, now into celebrity news. Apparently, Kevin Hart's personal shopper is being faced with first and second degree grand larceny. No idea what a personal shopper is. I feel like it's just like a fashion person that's in charge of the wardrobe. But I don't know if it's something that like does all your shopping, like food, clothes, uh, I don't know, anything else you buy, I guess. But uh, apparently this employee of his is what the person was called, was an employee, accumulated almost $1 million in unauthorized charges. So it sounds like this guy just kind of bought stuff on the side of... Uh, like Kevin Hart's money and made himself live like a famous life, like the life of Kevin Hart, basically. So apparently he bought several watches totaling $400,000 and some designer bags. So it's like this guy as an employee of Kevin Hart was just like, nah, I'm, I'm going to be famous now. I'm just going to go buy myself some famous person stuff and I'm going to wrap it out. So yeah, that happened. But in searching for celebrity news the past couple weeks, I'm starting to learn that celebrity news is just really dumb. Like 90% of the news is like ranking people or, hey, look what this person wore and holy oh, yeah, risky wear there. I don't know. It's a lot, of, a lot of things that I just don't find interesting, but I do try to find news stories every week that people will find interesting, I guess. I mean, Kevin Hart, household name. Everybody needs to know who that is. Uh, yeah, I don't really know the direction I'm going with this section, but I'm definitely keeping the podcast. Uh, like I said, I do enjoy finding some celebrity news. Like I liked last week's with uh, Lil Uzi Vert's diamond in his head. I thought that was that was funny. Thought it was something to talk about. Uh, a lot of people actually saying that they like that thing. Like uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, like it wasn't the worst looking thing ever. But apparently, a lot of doctors are saying it needs to get it removed or not going to be too good. But uh, yeah. Now moving on to the fun fact of the week. This is weird. I actually tried it after I read it. You cannot hum while you hold your nose shut. I This is wild. I've, I'm, I've sat there and tried it after reading about it. Not possible. So apparently it's because when you hum, the air has to leave through your nose to still create the sound. So no movement air, no sound. Apparently when you block that off, you can't hum. I hope everybody tries it. It's weird. But yeah, you can't hum if you shut your nose. But actually, another fact, just because that was so short and I just found that intriguing. Um, so I want everybody to think of the largest land animal you can. Okay? I think of the elephant. But, well, yeah. So now we're done with the land. Now we're going to see. A blue whale's tongue can weigh as much as an elephant. The tongue can weigh... 8,000 pounds and be 18 feet long for a tongue. That is absolutely ridiculous. And this is because blue whales are the largest animals on earth. They can grow to over 90 feet and weigh over 200 tons, which is 400,000 pounds. So yeah, 8,000 pound tongue, 400,000 pound body. That's a big boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah now I'm adding this section uh, I talked about putting this in it's called Heat of the Week which is a, so a song I found in the last week that I like this one is Up by Cardi B now this thing's aggressive like the, the language and it's the tone she comes in with is very very aggressive but I do enjoy the cadence and the beat of the song uh, I never used to be I actually talked about this last week I never used to be a Cardi B fan but something about her newer music is just 
I don't know if it's growing on me or if you're just always around, so I'm becoming used to it or something. But yeah, this song, I mean, it it's good, but I really struggled to figure out why I thought it was good. Like, I, I don't know, but I hope everybody listens to it. And if you hate it, you hate it. If you like it, you like it. I mean, everybody's got different tastes, so we'll see. But yeah, that's going to wrap up uh, episode three here. Thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing episode four.